0: This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. We've got a ton of events coming up in 2022, and I am so excited. And one of the main ones is going to be the Shift Network Ancestral Healing Summit that I'm going to be joining. That's going to be January 18th through the 22nd. And believe it or not, it is free. You can watch this. And so I hope that you'll look in the link below. Just click on it, go register, and you'll get a lot of free content from leading experts in all kinds of fields, including one of the dear friends of the Healing Arts Podcast, My friend, Linda Howe will be there. Um, The world-renowned Sandra Ingerman, who does a lot of shamanic healing work and so many more amazing speakers. And yours truly, I will be talking about heal your ancestors to heal your life, the transformative power of genealogical regression. So, and I'll take you on a guided journey in this summit. And it's really, really important. I think that we all are starting to get together and shift our consciousness into how much we can all evolve together when we send love and light to our ancestors. So I hope you'll join me and I'll be talking about it and reminding you um, for the next few weeks. Also in January, we're going to start season 10 of the Healing Arts Podcast, and I will be welcoming my friend, the fabulous Lisa Benice, who is the host of the Ancestral Healing Summit. She'll be joining me on Healing Arts Podcast um, because she does some really interesting work too. I mean, there's a lot of fascinating stuff being done out here right now. And like I said, you can be introduced to all of these amazing world-class speakers for free. So check it out. And meanwhile, just know that I'm keeping you and your family and all of your loved ones in my prayers now and always. We have had a rough road, my dear, for the last couple of years. And so we are all moving through this together, and I hope that 2022 turns out to be your very, very best year ever. So take care. Many, many blessings. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Bye-bye. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Care. Hey there. I wanted to wish you a happy new year. I cannot believe it's 2022. This is amazing. So I just hope that you have your best year ever. And I'm planning on having a great year this year. I've got a lot of events coming up. I definitely want you to come to the Shift Network Ancestral Healing Summit. It's going to be amazing. It does not cost you anything to hear world-class speakers. And now I also want to announce something super exciting. Starting in March, uh, through March and April, I'm going to be teaching a seven-week-long course for Shift Network on Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life. It's going to be so exciting. I do not have the links for it yet, but um, it's going to really be amazing for me to get to take a very long journey with you where we're going to really dig in deep and do some incredible healing work together over the course of a long period of time. There'll be a special Facebook group where I can interact with you and we're really going to get to hang out with each other. So I hope that you can come to that and I'm going to tell you more about that as time goes on. I've got some other really cool events. Um, I'm doing one with uh, John Van Auken, it's an Edgar Casey retreat where we're going to talk about space creatures. I'm going to take you on a guided journey into outer space to meet with extraterrestrials. That's going to be fun. Uh, in the summertime for those who took my Pythagorean healing class, I'm super excited about this place called the infinity foundation. They're a really wonderful organization through Chicago and they are going to be, um, hosting me as I teach, Pythagorean healing levels one, two, three, but you're also going to have a chance to get CEU credits. So, if you're a massage therapist and you actually need course credit that you can turn in for your annual quota or whatever, um, you'll be able to take Pythagorean healing and actually get credits for it. So, that's coming up in June. I mean, just tons and tons of things happening this year. So, I'm very, very, very excited about it all. On another note, um, of course, right now, I want to welcome you to Season 10 of Healing Arts Podcast. And I want to thank you again for your support of this show, which has been going on since May of 2020. I can't believe we are already in Season 10. That's incredible. And on another amazing note that I could not believe either, my YouTube channel just crossed 1,000 subscribers just a couple days before the new year. That is amazing. Um, I made a little video on there. You can go watch it. But it's just really, really exciting to watch some very slow, steady, organic growth of this channel, of the podcast, over the course of time. And I'm super grateful to everybody who has supported that channel. And I really do want to hear from you. I don't like Facebook Messenger Um, I just don't use it. I don't have time to use it. But if you would like to send me an email ever and let me know, you know, guest suggestions for this podcast and or I would love you to subscribe to my YouTube channel if you haven't already, but let me know what kind of videos you want to see. I think everyone's enjoying the podcast. I'm going to try to do some more instructional videos and things like that this year, but right now I'm on a book deadline, so I just have to take it one step at a time. But definitely, there's going to be tons of new classes this year. I'm so very excited, and I'm so very grateful for you. Thank you for listening to this show. So how about you? How are you doing? I know we're in a new year. Um, There's lots of new opportunity, I hope. But you may be in the middle of a very challenging time because I know that 2021 was uh, not exactly what we had hoped for, to say the least. But you know what? Things are going to improve. I believe that. Things have to improve. Um, So no matter where you're at, just know that I'm sending you love, prayers, hope. And I truly hope that 2022 is your best year ever. So with that, we're going to welcome today's guest. It's, It's the new publicist from Llewellyn. It's really cool. And if you go out to the YouTube channel, I think you're going to love it because um, he's going to beam in from the Llewellyn offices, which I had never been to. So we got to see that. So if you want to go check that out, very, very sweet person, Marcus Ironwood. So let's settle in and check it out. Hey, dear friends, welcome to another episode of Healing Arts. I'm Dr. Shelley Kerr, and you can visit me online at pastlifelady.com. So I started this podcast back in 2020 because I wanted to meet people at a time when it's very hard for all of us to get it together in person. And so today I've got one of my new favorite people who I've been talking to and I wanted to meet him in person. He's our newest publicist at Llewellyn Worldwide, Marcus Ironwood. Marcus, welcome to the show.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yes, you are awesome. Um, I've enjoyed the conversations that we've had and I'm just so happy to meet you. So you had, you have a really amazing background. You've been studying magic. You're open to all the weirdness that all of us here at Healing Arts love. Um, You were working in the book business. So tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you now to Llewellyn
1: yeah it's really kind of it just uh makes sense when I do like some reflecting like I've always been a big reader I've always been into nature you know hanging out in the backyard hanging out in the garden just you know since I was you know super tiny um but then also interested in like magic and spells and astrology and the stars and like the like you know, that deep feeling that you're like, no, this is all connected. And so growing up reading you neo know, fantasy novels, but reading about, you know, ecology and nature and science. Um, and when I got into my teens, actually, Uh, that's kind of when chakras were starting to become a little bit more mainstream and I had an aunt on my mom's side and an uncle on my dad's side who are both kind of reading about them and learning about them and around the same time and I was you know into spirituality and religions and there I was like hey what is this so I was really um, I wouldn't say like actively encouraged but it was just open like oh yeah you're talking about this you're interested here's a book um so learning about chakras and learning about like the history of yoga in my teens and then when I was finally able to go off to college I was like all right let's start practicing witchcraft because this is really what I'm interested in (laughs) um but that was always a little bit taboo in the household but you know I was like 18 out of my own I'm like all right let's do this for real started getting all the books and started reading all the things and listening to podcasts And um, instead of doing, you know, chemistry homework, I was like, you know, learning, (laughs) you know, magic and witchcraft and, um, you know, studying those kind of things. So uh, after college kind of had like a little bit of a rough go of it and ended up working at Magus Books and Herbs in Minneapolis, Uh, you know, it's like just kind of made sense like that all of this would lead up to me working in a metaphysical occult bookstore. You know, proved myself pretty quickly and became the events manager there, working with local authors and bringing in, you know, authors that were on book tour, or on the conference tour, and having a really good time with that, scheduling, you know, musicians like Wendy Rule and, um, you know, all while still studying and learning. Um, I'm actually in the Black Rose Witchcraft with Devin Hunter and Storm and that crew. So I'm like in the process of learning that, but I've been doing this stuff forever. Um, my main background is mostly in the Anderson fairy tradition. Um, so that kind of meditations and empowerment and connection with the divine and seeing the divine and everything and everyone, um, and kind of claiming our own personal power. Uh, and eventually I was at Magus for almost five years and saw a, um, what's it called? A Job posting for publicists come through. I wasn't sure about it. I read the, you know, the description and it's like, you know, scheduling stuff with authors, uh, you know, organizing schedules. And I'm just like, well, this is what I'm doing at Magus right now. This is just the next level. And I applied and it's been a perfect fit. It's been a perfect fit since this last summer. So yeah, that's kind of how I got to be this here. (laughs)
0: Great. I know all of us are so happy to have you there. And I noticed you, you do botanical magic Mm -hmm. and you've also had some product lines and things. So are they connected? And could you tell us what is botanical magic and how that connects to some of the things that you've created?
1: Yeah, totally. Um, Yeah. I love working with plants. Like I've said, I've always been a big gardener, but then like, you know, you add the magic there and you've got like botanical magic and working with plants and, um, all of that. I really like um, astrobotanical connections. So looking at like, Oh, this herb is connected to Venus that her, you know, so and so says this is good for like Jupiter and prosperity. Um, so that's um, just a big part of what I've done forever and you know you pick up the spell books and you're like Oh yeah I use you know this herb, this herb and this herb and roll it on a candle. Um, and so I've been doing that since you know my teens, and I'm in my 30s now, so I've just kind of been doing it forever. Uh, we were having a conversation one day at Magus Books about um, spell oils, and we had a line of uh, spell oils that uh, we were having some some, pl- some some supply issues with them, just not getting in everything that we had ordered, and, and you know, frankly, the quality wasn't very good. Uh, and I was like, well, why don't we just make this in shop? And they were like, well, we really don't have the resources or time for it. And I was like, oh, a project. I will take this on. And because, you know, I've done it. You know, I know how to make a prosperity oil. I know how to make like a love oil and all this stuff. And uh, I was like, well, what would I call it? Well, there's kind of a joke between me and my friends that whenever I want to, um, do something a little wild or a little crazy, or, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm a pretty like scheduled, you know, restrictive, organized, follow the rules kind of person, um, get it done. But I want to, you know, go out and have a good time. I want to act a fool. I want to like, have a good time, but sometimes my life doesn't always allow for that, that kind of, your responsibility. So we just would say like, oh, that's going to be Stephanie. That's gonna uh, Stephanie's going to go out and have a good time. Stephanie's going to go out and and cause a scene. And with my own personal magic being a little bit more, you know, in the dirt with the plants and everything, kind of swampy. Um, Uh, the idea of Swamp Witch Stephanie was born. And so I started out making eight different oils and quickly that grew into 20. I released a full astrological line that I had like done some research at some, did a lot of research and formulating. And the following summer came out with 12 zodiacal oils. And created a very successful business, <laughs> actually, uh, did very well in the shop, uh, started having several other, um, wholesale accounts come through and ended up expanding my line to include face masks and soaps and uh, a couple other different things. So not only working full-time at Magus Books, but then having this side business that really took off. Um, I, I, I attribute a lot of that success one to all the hard work and dedication that it takes to run a side business, but the love and support of the Minneapolis community here, um, who just were like, "Yeah, these are really great. We I love how they smell. They work great. You know, this is our awesome products." Have you thought about making this and really encouraging cr- encouraging it to uh, grow and yeah, you know, be what it is today, more or less. <laughs> it's, so
0: cool. it's so interesting how you get into things kind of i mean because this has happened to me just kind of things happen by accident and mm-hmm. then they take off right i mean it's so awesome i love it i loved it i was wondering about where the name came from and that is
1: just so yeah totally cool. well and then i i kind of have the drag persona with it as well so i can do the full makeup block out the brow put the hair down strap on a bra and then i am swamp witch stephanie and it's very fun i love doing oh. it 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 does allow me, especially like if I've, I've been vending, you know, a table and I've got all my little wares out there and I'm in like full, you know, makeup and dress and nails and everything. And I can be sassy and I can be bold and um, be a little bit more outrageous and um, less professional than maybe I have to be in the office here. So it, it does create a really fun outlet for that kind of uh, more extravagant side of myself.
0: I think it's fantastic we need to have more fun in the society market yes. I don't know how to tell you that so <laughs> I'm trying
1: <yes. laughs> I'm very Off much which trying Stephanie
0: sounds like super cool fun to me
1: she is so I, are
0: you coming to us right now from the Llewellyn offices
1: I am I am uh, oh i got all gosh, of the advanced copies. <laughs> 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 got the advanced copies behind me got the final copies of books below got my water bottle got my desk got everything
0: this is amazing so tell us about some of the books that are coming out um we're gonna we're gonna air this one in december 2021 that sounds like a futuristic time
1: um, and then moving <laughs> off into
0: january yes um tell us about some of the releases that we have from well there. we got
1: your book we got your book that's coming out in december right
0: yes so i should shall. know that
1: yeah december so i believe um uh, yeah that's coming out real soon um and then we've got um why do i only f- i had this problem the other day i was i am responsible for five titles um in december so i've got astrology uh by moonlight which is also another area that i've got some expertise in um by tara all and ashwin Submaranian. i hope i said that right i'm was cool. a little- Um, But yeah, this one's really cool, Uh, exploring the relationship between moon phases and the planets to improve and illuminate your life, which is quite a subtitle. However, um, it might sound really technical um and that does come from that uh traditional background uh astrology background that ashwin brings in and then tara comes in with the evolutionary astrology to kind of have that um growth edge and exploring the those aspects of your personality by looking at moon phases and where they are in relationship to planets so yeah it's a really really cool book uh i really like this one
0: like you I like astrology a lot. How did you get into astrology in
1: the um, beginning? So it just kind of came in with, you know, with the magic and everything. Um, you know, especially if you you really like study the history of occultism and like, you know, going back thousands of years. Um, there really was no separation between magic and astrology, you know, especially way, way back in the day, like in ancient Sumer and Babylon and the Hellenistic times, they're really like the two, they were very much connected. Um, so it just kind of has always been there. And again, instead of studying what I was supposed to be studying in college, I was, uh, you know, picking up the astrology books and learning about, you know, those mythologies and learning about those, um, techniques and stuff. So it just kind of has always oh. grown with me. And, you know, and then in my own business, especially with um, doing the astrological oils, really looking into what plants were associated to what uh, signs and ruling planets and all that um, stuff. So it just kind of has come in and grown with me. And um, yeah, I really enjoy it. I find it's uh, it's, got a, it's got enough of the technical specificity to like calculating and, and uh, all that, but it also has enough of the, you know, more art and interpretive sign and kind of putting those two succinctly, uh, they, they just go really hand in hand, kind of the left brain, right brain kind of thing. So I really do enjoy astrology, especially the traditional stuff.
0: I think what I like about it is, you know, the astrologer really can tell you things that even the best intuitive can't always know about (laughs) you, you know, that is just so weird. So you do have to take a look at that. I hadn't thought about the herbs, though. I guess that's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot written, especially in the Hellenistic period, um, about, like, you know, it it goes to medicine a lot of, like, oh, this herb is connected to, um, you know, digestive issues, and so it's going to be connected to the sun and bringing some kind of warmth in there, or if you're having, um, issues where things just aren't moving as much you want a little bit more fire and and heat in there so you're going to go with those more warming herbs or you know if you have inflammation you want those cooling herbs which are probably going to really be related to venus or mercury they'll have a little bit more of that cooling kind of aspect so there's a ton of information out there it's it's an area that i'm uh, really really interested in i've got a full bookshelf dedicated specifically to like herbals and like astrological herbalism and printed out articles and stuff like that
0: super cool
1: yeah it's pretty fun
0: so what other <laughs> new releases do you have I, I had to stop with the astrology yeah you. no, no it's,
1: it's all good i can go on forever about everything so
0: <laughs> i love it i love it i yeah i am into astrology, but again i'm a dabbler i guess you know a lot more about it than i do
1: <laughs> um we've got just grabbing the book we've got Elemental Witchcraft by Huron Michelle she is a shop owner over in North North, Greensville North Carolina Uh, and she has written a really wonderful book Uh, it's a 101 but really grounded lots of different lessons how to apply the different tools the different elements Uh, there is a lot of rituals in here but they're not over the top you gotta wear this with these colors with these candles it's it's really practical rituals for learning uh, a system of magic she is a student of Christopher Penzac so if you're familiar with oh thank you
0: yes yes
1: um um cool yeah so if you're familiar with that uh his uh temple of witchcraft program this will be similar um but yeah really good stuff she's lovely she's a business owner uh she's awesome so this one's coming out in december uh so i'm because very... people
0: really can pick up i mean that's the thing about luellen you all really specialize in this kind of book and so i think people really can read these books if they want to learn more and start to do these practices right because that's how you oh, do. yeah it.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I I started with, uh, you know, with the Cunninghams and the um, really the 101 (laughs) straight out of the 90s. (laughs) Yes,
0: I have a special place in my heart for Scott Cunningham books. I thought they were, well, they are. They're just classics.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, I totally, I totally agree. I mean, even now, like, I've got, you know, some more advanced or old or whatever text i'll still run to the the you know i've got cunningham right next to you know the the greek stuff so you know i i'm i am here for a scott cunningham i'm here for a silver raven wolf i'm here for a 90s witch moment
0: (laughs) yes i Um, hear you
1: and when we've uh if you're looking for something a little bit more ceremonial we've got elemental powers for witches so looking at the four elements how you can work in them and really again practical easy rituals uh these ones are it's going to be a little bit more ritualistic than this but still you're not looking at like oh i gotta get a gold sphere for the sun no, you can get a piece of citrine. You can, <laughs> like, you can really work it pretty easily. Um, and if you're looking to learn a little bit more about ceremony, ceremonial magic, uh, Fader Ross is a great choice because he really breaks it down and makes it really easy to learn and understand. You know, he, he's really speaking to someone who wants to learn and maybe has a little bit of background in, you know, practical folk magic. So he's really speaking to a really wide audience here. And I really appreciate the way he writes amazing yeah
0: i think that really a lot of these books and and the topics is really something that has been practiced by humankind for thousands and thousands and thousands of years oh yeah
1: oh totally you know ever since someone you know picked up you know, a plant off the ground and said, oh, this is doing this thing to my senses. What else is it doing? What else is it doing? I think it's this giant exploration of, you know, not only the human spirit, but human uh, evolution, uh, experimentation. And, you know, it can, it really can go so many different places with it. And I know I always go to plants, but that's just kind of where I live. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah.
0: Speaking of plants, I feel Mm -hmm. like the society now, the pagan community, the the Wicca community seems to be more tuned into this, but it seems like the society at large, we could really benefit from learning more about plants and maybe Mm -hmm. doing some sustainable farming or something, because I think a lot of people don't understand that, you know, food doesn't come from the grocery store.
1: (laughs) Yes. right <laughs>
0: what do you think about that don't you think we need more
1: right no I mean I worked on an organic farm for three years when I was in college actually it's what uh, what was my summer gig I would go and um with the farm provided for it was a CSA community supported agriculture you know you'd buy your box and pick it up at the co-op or um oh, yeah. the drop site uh-huh. um so yeah no and I've done a lot of I mean I even took Um, several botany classes, so a little bit more of the science and technical aspect. So looking at like, yeah, what do the, um, you know, what do the nitrogen based fertilizers do to the soil? Sure, it puts nitrogen in, the plants love it, they can grow big, but what else is it doing? You know what is it breakdown into? How is that getting into our water system? And this goes back to my love of ecology and you know studying. You know I've got a whole you know I grew up with a bunch of books on nature and trees on my bookshelf alongside you know the fantasy novels and stuff. But you know I think that we really need to. Um, uh, I don't want to tell anyone what they need to do, but <laughs> you know eating you know, more whole foods and eating vegetables and, um, you know, traditional foods, whatever that looks like for you or wherever you come from, you know, those are the, those are the ways that we've been eating for thousands of years. And, you know, when you have your, you know, highly processed potato chips, sure, they're really good, but, um, <laughs> you know, you can, <laughs> get, you can get the crunch and you can get the salt from other places. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I love cooking I think, and everything too, so.
0: Oh, you do. Yeah, cooking is good. I think that we are starting to consider more about what you're talking about, like growing some things ourselves and just trying to think about what we're putting into our bodies, et cetera. So
1: yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, now it's getting colder and everything it's soup season soups are soups and stews are a really great way of incorporating a whole bunch of really hearty vegetables you know you can do your potatoes or your your parsnips and turnips and those kind of things to really get those warm starches they're a great way of adding um, herbs and spices into your dishes as well I know sometimes in the summer months when we want to be eating like leafy, cool, crisp vegetables. The so- the winter is a really good time where we can really load in a bunch of spices like cumin and coriander and turmeric and you know chili peppers and those really warming spices that are going to keep us healthy and warm during the cool months. Like that's that's kind of why they grow during the summer. So we can harvest them in the fall to keep us you know warm during the winter. You know, people knew what they were doing hundreds of years ago with the food system.
0: And <laughs> yeah, when you read the Farmer Domain Act, it's still, you know, it's talking about the things that the farmers observed over thousands of years and the trends that are coming. Do you ever look at that at all?
1: Uh, yeah, no, I've, I've definitely picked up a couple of farmer farmers almanacs over the years and uh, look at them and, you know, there's the planting by the moon cycles and everything, you know, you want to plant your, your root crops when it's a new moon and you want to plant your uh, more flowering crops during the full moon and those kind of things. So it's, it's all connected. It, it all goes back to it's all connected. <laughs> so, connected, and then, you know, the rest yeah, no, I mean, I when I, you know, that was one of the things that I really learned when I was working on the organic farm is your body, when you're in that kind of an environment, your body just grows with it. You know, during the middle of the summer, I could eat, well, I could eat whatever I want because I was working like, you know, 10, 12 hour days farming. Um, but I could get up at four in the morning, pretty much have breakfast and jump right into work work until five, six, seven o'clock at night, you know, rest, go to bed and do it all again. But then when September and October were rolled around and the sunlight was diminishing and it was getting colder out, Getting up at seven in the morning was really difficult. Your body just naturally wants to ebb and flow with the seasons and the cycles, you know, and doesn't want to get up at 630 in the morning in November. It, you know, just like, well, why are we doing this? The sun isn't up, there isn't work to do. But you know, that isn't the case for everyone, especially if you're not farming. So I really, that was one of the biggest lessons that I was able to take away from that is your body, you got to listen to it and do what you can to make it uh, work in the situation that you're in.
0: Yeah. The circadian rhythm of like, you know, going, going in like a farmer would at nightfall and then rising with the sun every day Mm -hmm. is how we had always lived until the modern Times and I think that's one of the things that we're hopefully trying to get back to. But like you said, we just can't. Some people have <laughs> different jobs. We do the best we can, and then that's you know it is what it is. But I do think there's something to that.
1: There really is, and you know it's a it's I think a, a a struggle and something that we need to like, especially if you do work like an office job or have a day job or or if you're someone who works second shift or third shift where your day starts at three in the afternoon. Like, how can you best adapt to that when the body's natural inclination is to kind of have that ebb and flow with you know the sun <laughs> yeah. so it's, Very it's a challenging. challenge for, mm-hmm. yeah it's a challenge and it's every the every way everybody's gonna adapt to it in their own kind of ways and what works for one person might not work for another absolutely
0: so how can we get we'll have the links below but tell us how we can get a hold of you and all of your fabulous things that you do
1: <laughs> so the best way to get a hold of me if you're interested is uh is my instagram it's at marcus ironwood anyone can follow me there um i generally post well gym pictures because i work out five or six days a week um (laughs) uh it's one of the only things that keeps me sane um but uh so i'll post you know pictures of me flexing or whatever because i am that person but then also pictures of like my foods or my books or plants or whatever i might be doing so that's that's the best place to uh follow me um But I actively encourage people to follow authors that I'm working with, obviously, because it's, you know, my job as a publicist to promote their works. But, um, you know, other people are doing more fabulous things than me. I'm just sitting over here reading and lifting weights.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think you're cool. I'm with you, though. I am so into the gym. I mean, that is something that keeps people sane because we keep we need to keep moving. And like you were saying earlier, when we're in a desk job, we got to make that effort maybe a little more than.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, my mom. Actually, I just to talk about her for a second. She's fantastic. I love her so much. Um, she had, you know, she has a desk job, and you know, in the office every day. Blah blah blah. When she moved to working from home because of you know the pandemic and everything, she started taking a longer lunch break, started walking the dogs during the middle of the day. And she's like, this is the happiest I have been. I'm able to go out and walk the dogs and be into the sun. And she's lost like 10 pounds, like right away, kept it off with very little, like change to the diet that's all it took was this shift in lifestyle in getting out there and walking and doing what she can. So yeah, I think it's fantastic to be able to have that kind of opportunity to move your body. Like I go to the gym as much as I can. Um, Cause I'm, I'm restless. I've got, I really enjoy having a body and having the ability to do, um, I'm actually benching more than I ever have in my life at this point, uh, which is really exciting and really fun. It's a, both a personal test for me to kind of like see how far I can push it, but also, um, you know, just kind of a sense of accomplishment every Sunday when I work out with a friend.
0: Absolutely. I have to say, I mean, um, I'm a little older than you, so I'm not quite a type <laughs> hyper. I don't mean that you're hyper, but oh, no, I am. I'm I've in always the Aries. had a feeling of <laughs> hyperactivity. And so if I didn't go to the gym, I would really lose my marbles.
1: Mm-hmm. And during
0: the pandemic, you know, when the gyms were all closed, I was like, what am I going to do? You know, oh, so yeah. I started going outside to your point about your mother, which is mm-hmm. so important. I have a big green belt right behind my house. So walking miles and miles outside, duh, what a concept. And I feel like you brought up a really important point because the society who's working in an office needs to get actual sunlight Mm -hmm. in the eyes and on the head. I read that, you know, it helps with pain control. And like you said, just, just getting out into the fresh air, it's doing so much for the spirit. And I do think that that may be one of the blessings to come out of the pandemic is that more people started going out into the parks and going outside.
1: Oh, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, you know, being able to go outside and just go, well, we can't be in the office next to each other. What are we going to do? Okay, go outside. <laughs> you know, it was it was crazy. It, it, it really started, um, you know, back in March or March of 2020. Um, and me and my best friend our birthdays are in April uh early April and we were standing out in the front yard going all right we finally have our our birthdays off because hers is the day before mine um, and we're like cool we have the day off on our birthday and we can't go anywhere <laughs> We just ended up going for a, lo- a walk around the lake and just, and it was a beautiful day. It was like 65, 70 degrees in April. And it was really funny. Cause like, you know, we've always wanted to have throw like a big party or go out and like do all sorts of crazy things. And it's like, well, can't do that this year, but we can really enjoy what we have in this moment, which was a beautiful day in April. We didn't have to work cause we were both laid off. Um, so yeah, it was, you know, there are small things that can come out of, um, Real tragedy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we have to look for those. When in April is your birthday? I'm April 19th.
1: Oh, wonderful.
0: Shout out, Aries.
1: Right? April 8th. Yeah.
0: I love it. I do love Aries people because we just are what we are, you know.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love being in Aries and like having, you know, this is why I have a million ideas. Like, like, I'm like, Oh, yeah, I'm gonna start a company. I'm gonna do this. and I'm gonna write about this. And, oh, and I'm really happy that I have some very strong Capricorn placements because otherwise I would get nothing done. I would get nothing done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. That's awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: yeah, um, taking what we have in front of us, finding the blessings in it, you know, it's an interesting time to be alive, as you know, but we're there are a lot of blessings as well in the midst of the, this interesting time that we're living in. So
1: right. Well, and actually, that's I think that's a, nice. a pretty good segue into actually one of our another December books, uh, which is Paganism for Prisoners. Uh, this is a really <laughs> great book. Wow. Yeah. Uh, for Obviously, it's written for people who are inca- currently incarcerated, but uh, the subtitle is Connecting to the Magic Within. You know, if you are in a position where you don't have access to all the, th- you know, the tools and things that you would have, like in your, you know, personal practice, like I see you have like a, a large, you know, crystal collection behind you, or, and like a beautiful gazing ball, actually. <laughs> um If you're incarcerated, those tools aren't really uh, accessible. Um, And maybe even having a community around you isn't accessible. This is a really great book, not only for its intended audience, but for everyone who, you know, if you're living in a dorm or if you're living in an apartment building that has like certain... You know things about what you can and cannot have uh, around you, or if you're living in the uh, uh, an area where community just isn't very accessible. This is a book that really shows you how to connect to the divine within and to vary, you know, to the the to, um, create rituals and practices that are grounded in the earth and grounded in the space around you, wherever that space might be. So this is a really exciting one. I'm really um, happy to see something like this come out for obviously incarcerated people, but for everyone else who uh, I might be. In,
0: when you brought up the title only because I feel like I not to say anything about that community, but I feel like we have all felt like we have been incarcerated, which I think is your point. And yeah. so there's got to be a lot because We certainly were last year. Obviously, we're getting out a little more now. But I mean, that was a profound um, spiritual experience that also, I think, might lend us all to maybe empathy towards that population, because now we know what it's like if somebody says, hey, you've got to stay in here and you can't go anywhere. I mean, it's just created a whole different paradigm shift for, I think, the whole collective, don't you think?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I remember hearing about like New York. New York went into lockdown. It was like you can't leave your apartment unless you're out to get food. And then you need to go inside, you need to not be like, I mean, you can't get much more imprisoned, uh, unless you're actually in prison than that. Um, So yeah, I think we're really learning a lot about the different ways of being in the world, even if that means we're a little more separated from each other in a physical sense. Um, But it's also created new opportunities like this. Like, I mean, how many Zoom calls have you and I been on this year in the last year, like creating new avenues to connect to people?
0: Yeah, that's like I mentioned earlier. That's why I started the show. I'm not going to sit in the house by myself for a year. I mean, come on, I got to meet people. Uh So you just find new ways to do it. So and it's been a complete blessing. That's the thing you can't, if I look back personally and i know you'd probably agree in your own way on the things that have happened over the last year and a half there's so many blessings that have come out of all that i can't say that i wouldn't want those things to happen because the friends i've met through the zooming and stuff has been really amazing i know one of these days we'll probably get together but in the meantime this is it is what it is and it's been fun
1: yeah yeah no i completely agree like you know there's there's so much that is you know really befallen the world out of this pandemic but then everyone has agra- adapted and grown in their in, in their ways you know I, I look back at specifically this last year i've uh you know i left Magus books after being there for nearly 5 years started this amazing job you know that probably wouldn't have happened if several like things during the pen pand- you know the last year hadn't happened both here and with me personally you know it's it's quite amazing
0: It's an amazing journey we're on, (laughs) Marcus. You are so awesome. I'm so happy to have you at Llewellyn. I'm grateful to you and the rest of the team there for everything you've done to help me. Um, it's been awesome to connect. You're invited back anytime.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, let's connect in the spring. I've got some really awesome titles coming up this spring and summer. Um, you know, and who knows what I'll be doing. <laughs> Probably Yay. still at the gym.
0: <laughs> yeah, still working out at the gym. We will have your Instagram link below, friends. You gotta go check it out. Um, I definitely can relate. So Marcus, it's been a blessing and friends we've connected with a new friend. This is awesome. (laughs) We've done it again. So I will see you next time on the next episode of Healing Arts.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Happy New Year. I hope you have a wonderful New Year. Sending you lots of love and joy until we meet again. Meanwhile, go sign up for the Shift Network Ancestral Healing Summit. You'll find the links below. I want to see you there. You are going to love it. Until next time, let's have a wonderful week. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode of Healing Arts. Hi friends, Dr. Shelley here. Guess what? You're not going to believe this. I have another book coming out from Llewellyn Worldwide. It will be out on December 8th, and it's called Blast from the Past, Healing Spontaneous Past Life Memories. So earlier in the 2000s, I wrote a book series, which I have discussed on the Healing Arts podcast about a phenomenon I call Supretravii. Spontaneous past life memories. This is when we're trying to mind our own business and yet we're hit with this picture, thought, or feeling about something that happened to us in the past. This was happening to me all the time while I was traveling to other places. And what I found through my research is that I truly believe this happens to every single person alive. The book has some incredible endorsements from people like Coast to Coast's George Norrie and others, and it would mean the world to me if you will go out and pre-order my book so that you can have it before the holidays when it comes out on December 8th. So check out Blast from the Past, Healing Spontaneous Past Life Memories, now available in pre-order on Amazon.com. And thank you so much for your support. Namaste. You've been listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Kerr. Visit me online at pastlifelady.com or on YouTube at Past Life Lady or connect with me on Facebook at Past Life Lady. Did you know that scientists now say that up to 50% of your personality is carried over through your DNA? I know, right? It's shocking, but apparently it's true. And that's the reason why you will love my book, Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life. Through the book, you can take guided journeys into the past and discover places where your ancestors need healing. You can send loving kindness, grace, and healing light to your ancestors and experience the ripple effects as that wonderful energy travels through time and affects all people in your family tree. So check out my book, Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life from Llewellyn Worldwide.